Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where every week we read all the chapters of Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. This week we read Orin High School Host Club Volume 2. It took me a second to remember, but I got there. Yeah. We'll talk about that a little bit later, though, because first we have a full Shonen Jump, almost. I think there was something that got... Black Clover. Black Clover was not in this week. But we have 19 chapters, which is plenty. So let's dive in, starting with Act Age Scene 101, Go. What I found funny about Act Age this week is it was the cover chapter, and so I got that nice color preview. Yes. And it's Chapter 101, congratulations. Yeah. So... But the first color chapter is the rival character talking about how she has to train hard to defeat the main character. Yes. And if you were jumping in on Act Age this week, that would be weird. Yeah. We also have the bit where Kay and the director, uh, Kay invites the director over to her house. And I love the funny bit with the actor dude. Ogami. Ogami. Who's like, hey, if your rage boils over, be sure to use your fists and not a weapon. Yep. And they're like, what? That's terrible advice. But she is kind of having this heart-to-heart with the director kind of being like, why do I despise you so much? We don't really get to see the conclusion of their conversation because then it like cuts to the director talking with the movie director that's the like in charge of Kay's career, essentially. Yeah. Being like, you despise men, that's why the Ox King never shows up in your play. Yeah. And be like, hey, don't mess with my actor. Yeah. Also, Chia's going to be Iron Fan, and she's very pretty. Yes. And she's like playing it completely the opposite of K, it looks like. We have not seen the play start yet. We just saw her meet the little girl who liked K's performance. Yep. Yeah. So it should be pretty interesting. Yeah. I am looking forward to next chapter. Next, we have One Piece chapter 971, Sentence to Boil. What did you think of One Piece this week, Kevin? I liked it. It wasn't super amazing but i definitely liked so of course lord odin in typical lord odin fashion comes up with this ridiculous challenge where he's like all right so if the 10 of us are in the pot at the same time and i can last for and we can last for some amount of time that you specify you'll let the rest of them go which he says to kaido and kaido's like yeah sure if you can last one hour i'll let the rest of them leave and Odin jumps into the pot, grabs a wooden plank, and is like, here, jump on this. And so the rest of the samurai jump on top of that. So he's holding them up, and the Orochi, the shogun, is like, what? That's cheating. And Kaido's like, well, they are in the pot. So, you know, very good loophole there, Odin. It's like, yeah, I game respect game. Yes. <laughs> As an evil villain, I would be a hypocrite to say that does not count. <laughs> yes. And so Odin's standing in the boiling oil, and he's lasting a while, and all the samurai are like, you know, Lord Odin, you, you need to... Like, we should be the ones holding you up, not the other yep. way around. And then we get the reveal of why Odin was dancing, and it's exactly what you expect, so it kind of falls flat. Yeah. That's, that's the that's... big problem with this chapter, right? Yeah. Is that's like the Odai signature gut punch, and like, for maybe the first time in One Piece, I feel like it doesn't quite land. There's probably another example of one that's like... Probably. Yeah, but... I can't really think of one that like fails to land the way this one's supposed to. Yeah, honestly, I think it would have worked just fine without it being a flashback. Like if it had just, you know, if it had just happened in the chapter, 
Like, we don't flash back to it. We just, we see him getting ready to fight Kaido and Orochi being like, oh, well, we've got these hundred prisoners. And he's just like, oh, okay. And, like, I think it would have meant more there than it does right now. I think they put it at the end to make Orochi more of a villain when we exit the flashback. But, yeah, I don't really think the placement of it works here. That makes Odin's decision to fight more meaningful too yes back there so i think it would have worked better if it was in a flashback i agree with you i don't know how manga chapter wise that would have laid out like i don't know if there was enough real estate in that chapter to lay it out or not but you yeah can probably move some stuff around to make it work probably you yeah. probably could have make the could have made the cliffhanger that because i think in that chapter we had several scenes of him dancing so i think you probably could have made it work where it was the the cliffhanger was that he was getting ready to dance and then start the next chapter. With the review. Yeah, I am not looking back at it right now, so yeah. who, who knows? I'll, nor am I a manga editor or storyteller. It's not bad because it's still One Piece. Yeah. It just, like, this is exactly what you and I expected, and it comes yep. now, and so it just feels weird. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, it's just very weird. Not that it wasn't good, but it wasn't its usual standards. So that brings us to the Promised Neverland chapter 167. This way, demons. I like this chapter. I've been a little down on Promised Neverland of late, but I really like the action in this chapter. It was really clear. Yeah. And that is something Promised Neverland, I feel like, usually struggles with. Yeah, it was very good. So they're leading the demons around the facility. They've hacked their communications. They've hacked all the security codes. And they managed to trick all of the demons into one place and then gas them. And they're like, all right. We managed to take out the demons. Now we just need to go find and defeat Peter Retiri. Yeah. And like that's our whole objective. They There's some hacking. They get control of the security yeah. cameras to help them take out the demons. They lure them into a trap. Yeah. It's all pretty good stuff. It moves very quickly. It's very nice. Yeah. That will bring us to the opposite in terms of movement. Guardian of the Witch, number three, Outside World. What did you think of this chapter, Kevin? I actually still really like this chapter. So we get... An introduction of the new antagonists that we're going to be dealing with, at least for the moment, which is another witch and guardian pair. Yeah, I super like what this chapter sets up, but it's kind of all set up. Yeah, but that that didn't really bother me because it's like chapter three. So yeah. I was like, this seems really neat. I like the explanation of the world a little bit more. So uh, overall, I thought it was very cool. We find out their plan, which is that there is a retired witch who is a advisor in a city called Nor. So yeah. they're going to go there to try to figure out how she became a retired witch. Yeah, because the maid had managed to sneak into a secret library, and she was like, I didn't find anything about the witches, but I found a couple of different references to this retired witch that's working as an advisor. And if she's retired, then clearly she didn't go crazy. So maybe there's some way to make Masafune. Yeah, I believe that's it. You want to say Manafune, and that's the witch from Soul Eater, or one of them. But Masafune human again so they're like all right let's do it and on the way they have to find seven drag i mean pass through seven villages yes but i do like the antagonist pair that's set up and i do like how to them fafner and now i can't say your name masafune masafune are famous yeah like oh yeah fafner's supposed to be a badass and well they both have nicknames it's like fafnir overblade or ogre blade and i forget what masafune's name was but they had like nicknames for how powerful they were yeah, because they're on the front lines. Yeah. 
Yeah, I definitely like the chapter. Don't get it wrong. It's just a way slow down. Although the second chapter felt that way too in a weird way, but then by the end of it, I liked it. Yeah. This one, I didn't have quite that ending swing. But we're really you. setting up, hey, this is what the status quo is going to be, at least for a couple chapters. Yeah, I liked it. And that will bring us to Demon Slayer, or as I have typed, Demon Slater, chapter 194, Burn Scars. What did you think of this one, Kevin? Because I can't really remember what happened in it, other than Tanjiro being like, oh, I need more air. Yep, so Tanjiro is like, it's not just, I can't just connect the 12 techniques. I need to be able to focus on his hearts and brains. And in order to do that, I need to enter the transparent world. But right now, because of the poison, I can't get enough air into my lungs, so I can't do it. So he's like, all right, well, I just need to last till dawn. And then he starts to stumble, and the snake Hashira shows up and helps him out. He's lost both of his eyes to, like, a claw slash, but the his snake buddy is telling him where to go, which is really cool. And Muzan is getting really annoyed that he can't – he's like – all right, so I've got this debilitated by poison human and this blind human. How am I not winning? And then he notices the snake is kind of giving him directions. He's like, is that dumb animal reading my movements? Which I thought was really great. And so he's thinking, oh, it must be the aging potion. That's like, clearly I just, I haven't dealt with its effects enough. But then we notice that scars start to appear all over his body. And Tanjiro is like, oh, that must have been from when the ancestor. I did not write his name down. Something like that. Yo, something like Yoza Haru. Some something like that. Uh, cut him at, burned him at a cellular level. So these are the like these are the roadmaps into how to defeat him, kind of thing. Yeah, this is where he hit him. Yeah. So this is where I need to hit him. Yes. I did really like that bit. That bit stuck with me. Yeah. No, it was it was pretty cool. Some of the art was cool. I really like the picture of. Or the page where the stars scars start appearing because they show you them start showing up on his body and Muzan's face just like, what? I can't believe this is happening. That will bring us to My Hero Academia number 261, High Ends. What did you think of My Hero this week, Kevin? Sort of interesting, but... Yeah, this whole arc has been kind of... Sure, get on with it. Yeah, I mean, we're getting somewhere. They're talking Nomu. Yep, they're the high ends. The kick, sidekick lady was just about to kick the doctor when he unleashed the high ends, and she gets knocked into a wall. The rest of the heroes are fighting a bunch of other Nomu at the hospital, so they, they're like, it's going to be a little while. But there's one other guy who has some kind of weird diamond-like quirk. Like it, he's like making these like diamond shapes appear out of his fists. I don't know exactly what they do. He's also very close to making it to the lab, and the doctor is currently on his way to escape, and he's hoping that the high ends will win. But we'll see how it goes. It's going to kick off into a fight at least. So yeah, that's nice. Maybe some characters I care about will show up. Not that I dislike Sidekick Girl, but I do not even know her name. Yeah, or her quirk or anything other than she is end of her sidekick. Yes. Well, I'm hoping we'll get some introductions. That would be good too. Yeah, like this week probably honestly would have been a good splash page of you know, hey, this is this person. Yeah. But maybe it'll happen next week. We will see. That will bring us to Samurai Eight, Chapter Thirty Eight, Anne and Hachimaru and Goku. So this was good. <laughs> yes, this was good. This was definitely better than my hero, for example. Yes. 
Anne and Goku are getting closer. Hachimaru's jealous. Anne's all worried that Hachimaru doesn't see her as a person, but just like this magical princess to make him more powerful. Yep. And they both go to the experienced samurai and princess to ask them through advice. It's like, and they're like, fucking talk to each other. Yes. I do really like that. And I like that they go do it. I'm like, yeah. holy shit, this is one of the first romantic things that I've ever seen in media that oh, I'm like, I'm having all these problems. And the, the advice is go talk to one another and they go do so. It's like, damn. Normally there's like this whole thing where they go through this snafu and then realize, oh, I should have just talked to the person. But this was like, oh, I, I, you know, I'm like, you guys are experienced samurai. Has this ever happened before? Yes. Go talk with your princess. Oh, okay. It's like, consider their feelings, maybe. Yep. Stop just, like, being a creepy teenage stalker. Yeah. I also really like, so, Hachimaru challenges Goku to a training battle, which Goku just, like, cuts him in half, and their two masters are talking, and the dog master is like, hey, would you like to see? And Daruma is like, no, Hachimaru isn't even looking at his real opponent. (laughs) I I just liked that line. Yeah. But you're like, he's like, yeah, your apprentice is a good training partner for mine. He, yeah. He seems to be the challenge he needs right now. Yeah, I was like, hey, gee, thanks. He's going to be the kick in the pants Hachimaru needs to evolve a little bit. Good job. Anything else you wanted to say about Samurai 8? No. Alrighty, that will bring us to We Never Learned Chapter 147, The Ethereal Mermaid and The Promised X Part 6. He's done it. Yeah, he, did, he, he made a decision. Yes. He did not get harem ending. Well, he still might get hair <laughs> He still got, I'm going to guess, three more chapters. We'll see. Yep. Just because that would be 150. There's no magic to that. They don't usually seem to take stock in that sort of thing, unless it's Death Note. Yeah. So, yeah, the other two girls are like, hey, we'll support you. Like, oh, God, it comes up. was like, hey, can I kiss you? And he's like, no. And she's like, why not? He's like, I don't know, because I'm thinking about her. <laughs> my. Yeah, I'm thinking about her. Oh. It's like, well, let's distract these teachers so you can run away. Yep, because the main thing is he didn't he didn't specifically say that I love Uraraki. He says I want to see her. Yeah. Well, but like for Urahashi, when she talks to him, he's like full on, okay, I concede. Yeah. But although she is very dramatic like that. Yes. But well, I just mean he still might go for the harem ending. That's true. He's like, hey, if you leave, I can only have two people in my harem. That's not great. It'll throw off the balance. Yeah. We can't make a human pyramid with only two people. I mean, you can. Sort of. Yeah, uh, that's kind of all there is to this chapter, though. Yeah. Uh, which will bring us, last but not least, to Hell's Paradise, chapter 87. They need to have titles, or we need to stop <laughs> doing this, because it's always last, and I always like just stare at the, where there's not a title in my notes. Thinking you forgot it, yeah. Not even thinking I forgot it, just like, what what I do now? <laughs> Uh, Gabimaru is a code name. The new Gabimaru showed up to kill the old Gabimaru, except the old Gabi- the new Gabimaru totally has a crush on the old Gabimaru and is like, nah, I'm here for you, bro. Yep. Well, it's not just nah, I'm here for you, bro. It's he's the crazy stalker ex-girlfriend who So during we see a flashback when Gabimaru explains Gabimaru the Hollow is a code name. Like the Phantom. Where it's just like, yeah, the new successor just takes up the name, so that's why he seems immortal. And so they were like, all right, we're going to be, you know, training people. Hey, this kid, the current Gabby Morrow, seems to be like he might be the best candidate. And then they were like, yeah, he's doing good with his studies. And one of the other kids throws a rock at him and he just kind of looks at him. He's like, hey, I keeps his cool. But then the next day they find him like flayed alive hanging from a tree. 
And they're like, I wonder who did this. And they look at Gabamaru and he doesn't say anything. And then it turns out a bunch of other different candidates kept dying. And they were like, well, clearly you're the best. So we're going to pick you. And then it turns out that it was actually the crazy stalker new Gabimaro that did all the killing, did all the killings. He's like, oh, I mean, clearly you were the only one who could be Gabimaro. So I'm not a huge fan of killing, but like I did this for you. So we need to fight so that I can either be killed by you or kill you. That's the only thing I want. Yay. Yeah. Pretty good chapter. Yeah. I don't know that I have anything else to say about it. No. They, besides the flashback, which was cool, there wasn't really anything else in there. So that was quick, but it is time for us to get into Jump Card. So Jump Card is the segment where we rank all the chapters we've read, even the ones we don't talk about, from our least favorite up to our favorite. 19 this week, so what do you have at the very bottom, Kevin? A Gravity Boys. Hey, me too. Boy, did this make my eyes glaze over and rebel. Yeah, it's like, can I stop, please? I'd love to stop. I think it might be worse than Tokyo Shinobi Squad, which bodes ill for whatever the next bad thing is after yeah. hopefully this gets canceled. Hopefully they don't like this in Japan. I have no idea. Yeah, I just I'm I'm not a fan. What do you have at eighteen? I have Mashal at eighteen. I'm still not liking it. I'm annoyed that he named one of his pecs Kevin. <laughs> I guess that is your name. It's like how dare you? But I liked it slightly more than the Gravity Boys because yeah. they're at least attempting humor. Yeah, I read I all, guess... all of Mashal. I, yeah. I read all most of the Gravity Boys, but boy did my brain try to stop me a couple times. Yep. I actually have Chainsaw Man at 18, because I could not tell you what happened in Chainsaw Man, and that no, was that, like immediately after I read it, not just... No, that that's fair. Yeah. It's not super high for me either. Just a, one more thing on Mashal. So they were going at the end that there's this school bully that's... Uh, I actually liked this joke, which is why it went slightly higher for me, but I, anyway. The, the main reason I didn't like it was because... Like, Mash, Mashal seems like the guy who would just legitimately ignore that, and instead they made him an airhead. Like, he is the person who would have been like, oh, meet me over here, he's a bully. Well, I don't care, I'm not going to do that. But instead he was making cream puffs, and he was like, was I supposed to be doing something? Eh, it doesn't matter. See, that joke put it above quite a few things for me. Not not a ton, but I gotcha. quite a few things. What do you have at uh, 17? I have Mitama at 17. Me too! Hey, it's the Salmon Empire. It's dumb. Yeah, fishing jokes. Woo. Yeah, that's it. Yep. What do you have at 16? I have Chainsaw Man at 16. Gotcha. And, like, so it's the the one Chinese assassin and all of her girls Yeah, they going showed up. Out. I forgot about that. Like, it's just the assassins doing stuff, but, like, not stuff I care about. Yeah. Well, then it was also super confusing, so the one uh, the one surviving assassin brother that can take people's faces goes and visits his current copies friend yeah and finally like talking to him gives him the stones to be like a pro finishes the job i was like wait what how do you know all of this stuff like i thought you just stole his looks not 
yeah, literally his personality. That was super weird. It came kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. And then old Creepy Man's there. Yep. He's like, old Creepy Man! Old Creepy <laughs> Santa! Santa needs his elves. Oh, uh, yeah. Didn't do a thing for me. I have Haikyuu at 16. Okay. Because Haikyuu is hard for me to read and pay attention to, even when I want to like it. Yeah, it's at 15 for me. Okay, that's where I put Mashal. Okay. Yeah, was the only thing I could think about Haikyuu to say is Hinata now has this super cool enemy ace to fight against, and he's like, wow, that guy's amazing. Sweet. <laughs> it could be any sports thing ever. Yes. What do you have at 14? I actually have Zipman done at 14. Okay. I felt like I finally feeling what you had been feeling for most of this arc, where it's like, oh, that, that was kind of uninteresting. So, you know, he manages to feat the guy who's like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm amazing, but I'm going to use all my suit. Like, I know how his, I know how my one friend's jet boosters work, so that's why I took out your flight powers, and then I'm just going to defeat you with my ultimate attacks. That was cool. And then Jackman climbs out of the hole that he got knocked down and punches the other guy's head off, disabling the suit. And it's like, oh, okay. I put it slightly higher because of the stuff that happens after that. But yes, yeah. I like, and that was one of the reasons that it didn't go super far down. No, that that's not true. I did find that kind of intriguing where it was like, all right, yeah, well, the I forget the brother's name isn't saying anything. Yeah, like, he's still been shut down, slashes out of it. And also the fact that the, the the villain of this arc is like, well, I did say I would tell you there in square, so I guess I have to. And then a sword just goes through him with a note from presumably the big bad. It says the yeah, it's the note said like, thank you for your service, the yeah. chairman. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you're fired. Yeah, I I'm not a fan of that trope because it always seems dumb to me when it's like, all right, yeah, I threw a sword through his chest. Why didn't you just kill the hero who was standing right next to him, not paying attention to him? I, this doesn't make any sense. Fair enough. Like It, it works better when it's like an exploding collar or something, yeah, for that, sure, from that perspective. Yeah, that one's fine. There's uh, something about how cordial it is that I really like. Yeah. I Like, that was good, but I just, I don't like the trope where it's, you know, it's not like some self-planted device. Like, oh, I've got like, you know... uh. I've got a bomb planted in their head or poison or like with Muzan, if you say, if they tried to say Muzan's name, his cells would eat them alive. Like that was, that's something that at least makes sense of why he couldn't do something to the hero. But it's like, I threw a sword through his chest or there's been like, he gets shot in the head. It's like, what, why not shoot the, like, this is the guy you're fighting. Why not shoot him in the head? He wasn't paying attention. He was very focused on what this guy was saying. I have Jujutsu Kaisen at 14. Because it's all just fight, and it's not really fight I care about, but it's fight I found more interesting than volleyball or that dumb Mashal joke. Yeah. It's at 13 for me. Kind of similar things. I do like the fighting, but I agree with you. I actually have my hero at 13, because I don't really feel like anything happened in it. I got you. I have it higher, but not... I have it quite a bit higher, but that's because I'm riding my hero high. I have Mission Years of Kura at number 12. I like this chapter. So did I. We're always to the stuff I liked. Mission Musicer is a bit higher for me. Mostly I like the shonenness of what's his name? Why can't I think of it now? I don't know why I think you're gonna be able to think of it if I can't think of it. Nope. I'm gonna call him Yuri, and that's not even close to his name. <laughs> Main character man. Yeah. I do like that the 
a sat or the spy that he's fighting against is like, I'm not that good at martial arts, but I, I gathered a bunch of information about your family's secret techniques and know all the weaknesses. It's like, wow, that's a really cool way of being like, yeah, I'm an information like battle. I fight with knowledge. So that was cool. Joe. Yes. I have zip man at 12. <laughs> well, I also like that he has the tragic backstory of, so, you know, I was this like political advisor when I got done with me, they uh, wanted to kill me. But instead of hiring a professional to do it, they just send an amateur with a bomb and it managed to kill my daughter and not me. So now I'm like super fucking pissed. So that's why I've been taking out anybody involved with it. Yeah. What do you have at 11? I have Undead Unluck at 11. I like this chapter. I like that Andy's going to be fighting against the witch that managed to capture him the first time. But one of the main things I liked about this chapter, which is just a very weird side thing, is so little lucky is i forget what her name is and that that nickname sticks with me a lot more is painting with this girl that she meets when they're in russia because and he's like hey i gotta go talk to some war buddies since you're essentially a neat you need or you're a shut-in you need to like go experience things she's like all right cool wait i can't go experience things if i touch anybody they'll die but she eventually meets this girl and she's like wow you're really good at art i'm you know oh is that like uh soft watercolors and she's like, well, I mean, art was something that I did because it was something you could do alone without touching anybody in your home. <laughs> <laughs> now I want that to be her, the name of her like autobiography, things you can do without touching anybody in your home. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she's painting a scene, and she's painting the so that the giant lake, and she's painting this giant lake with the moon overhead, but she paints a bunch of stars around the moon and the other girl walks over he's like what are all those speckles next to the moon and she's like well i know there's only the moon and the sun in the sky but i thought the moon would like friends and we cut to the outside and you can see the sky and there aren't any stars it's just the moon and i just really like that bit of like oh i wonder if that's going to be important or if that's just some cool little story side story thing of like there aren't stars on this planet like that's neat it is interesting although it also could just be tonight there are no or in Russia. I've never been to a Russia. That, why would there be no stars in Russia? Uh, you know, all those pollution factories that loot and plunder set up there. But it's also, <laughs> like, she also says, I know there's only the sun and the moon in the sky. That is and, true. like, she's from Japan. So it sounds that's, like... Yeah, I definitely see where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, it just, I was like, ah, oh, that's a really neat thing. Also, the, the witch with the, or the person with the ability to manipulate water, it looks like, because she makes, like, most of the lake rays. It's cool. Yeah. I have it actually much higher. Where are we? 11? Yeah. I have Dr. Stone at 11. Trying to remember what happened in Dr. Stone now. I remember liking it. They, they decide-, decide the bad guy's on the moon. Yep. I was like, that's basically it. They decide the bad guy's on the moon. Yeah. And Senku's like, we will go to the moon because it's Dr. Stone. That's how these chapters end. Yes. Next chapter will be us building a rocket ship, probably, on this little island. They'll probably start. It'll probably be stages to the rocket ship. I'm hoping Probably. they're just not like, and now we have acquired rocket ship. Like, come on, really? They need to fly to the moon. That's where the antagonist is. That's where the conflict is, Kevin. I'm, I guess I, they can play PvE for a while. I wasn't saying, you know, do it for 10 chapters, but maybe have a couple of chapters of them building up rocket parts. Like, first, we've got to acquire rocket fuel. Actually, that would be funny if he was like, I've made, we've made a rocket. Cool. How are we going to get to the moon? Well, I mean, we need fuel. Like, the, the rocket doesn't just go. I have Dr. Stone number 10. So. Gotcha. I have a Mission Yozakura at number 10. Okay. Mostly for the bit where he's like, yeah, I, I do want to know about my parents, but I want to stop you from killing people more. Yeah, that was pretty good. I have the Promised Neverland at number 9. 
while I did like the action, I felt like it was just kind of like, all right, yeah, we defeated the demons, and now let's go fight James Ritiri. And to me, it lacked the same emotional punch as when they locked themselves in the vault and it was like, we're taking over Grace Field. Like, I liked that ending just a little bit more. I have Demon Slayer at nine, I think mostly because I couldn't really remember what happened in it afterwards. Like, there are bits I like. The, Muz- I the scars you. appearing on Muzan super good, but it also feels very similar to what's happened in previous chapters. I guess similar to your feelings on Promise Neverland, actually. Yep. I have Hell's Paradise at number eight. Me too. It's interesting. Like, it's a cool flashback and a crazy stalker ex ninja, but that's about it. Yeah, pretty much. So I have One Piece at number seven. Me too. There you go. It's good One Piece, but the gut punch of Odin or Odin protecting hundreds of kidnapped people by doing his stupid dance, it was like, well, I mean, of course he was. Like, it, it didn't hit me as much as it should have yeah or as other one piece has so it went down a little bit but yeah but number six i have my hero number six i like the introduction of a couple of new heroes i'm hoping for like one of the really cool things about my hero is him introducing heroes like these really cool quirk ideas i like the single panel of uh, rock lock being there i was like yeah i, I recognize li- that guy i do like that guy yeah i was like that guy's cool and i liked the introduction of the high ends and it's like ah oh, that's that's pretty neat we've got some like semi-intelligent nomu that can talk that's pretty cool so we'll see where this goes i have act agent number six i'm super excited to see chio in the play and yeah. like i liked k inviting her over and the joke you talked about is very good Yes. But I also feel like mostly I'm just excited to see Chio in the play because we don't really get much of Kan, the director's blowout, so to speak. No, we just kind of get the beginning of it. It's my number five. I also really liked Act Agent. I'm looking forward to next week to see Chio's play. I have Guardian of the Witch at five. Okay. I definitely enjoyed it, but like I kind of said, a lot of it was just exposition stuff that was slow. Yeah, I have it at number four. It's <laughs> really cool introduction of the, we didn't mention it, but the new witch has metal magic as opposed to flame magic like Masafune. So it seems pretty neat and we'll see how it goes. I've Undead Unluck at number four, actually, mostly because I just really like that the person she painted with all day is, of course, the bad guy. Yes. Who else could she possibly be? Yeah. But that's what I'm here for. No, it's great. I have Demon Slayer at number three. I really like the bit with Muzan's old scars showing back up after this aging potion. And I also like Tanjiro and the snake Hashira fighting him, both basically almost blinded, like not able to use their senses. And I really love the bit where Muzan is like, is that fucking snake reading my movements? It's pretty good. What is this, parcel tongue? (laughs) I'm a bad guy. I'm supposed to have parcel tongue. I have promised Neverland it too. I really liked the action sequences, like I said. I just thought it came together really well. I gotcha. I have Samurai 8 in number two. It's just, it's really good Samurai. I really love the bit where they're like, hey, let's go get some advice on, like, Anne and I's relationship seems to be struggling, and their advice is, go talk to one another. And they do. Like, they listen to good advice. Well, we'll see how it goes. It seems like Anne's going to talk more about her brother, or at least tell Hachimaru about that, than she's been keeping it in. Yeah, that's how she starts, and that's all we see. I have it at number one, so I put We Never Learn at number two. Yeah, Mostly just because while We Never Learn was good, 
there are something I felt kind of off about. Like, if this is the last time we see Ogata and Furuhashi, I don't know that it will be. In fact, I don't really suspect it will be, but it could be. Yeah. And while I did like the development, like, it's weird that they flash back to where they're talking to Araka and they're like, oh, yeah, we'll all pursue him and we'll just do what makes us happy. This seems like a weird way to pay that off. Yeah, but at the same time... Which is, it's, it just makes it number two. Of- yes. Yeah, no, I and I really liked it. I do agree with you on the Samurai 8 thing. We'll see. Because one of the big things is that, like, one of the reasons Anne was attracted to Hachimaru in the first place is he reminded her of her brother. But she's also feeling, you know, my brother saw me, not the princess. And so I think she's going. that's going to be a lot of the conflict. But yeah. I at least like that they're talking now. They're not probably going to listen to one another very well, but I also like that it. for each of them, the conflict is actually in their head. Yes. Like, I don't really think that's true of Hachimara, and definitely the stuff Hachimara's jealous over is not super relevant either. Yeah. I do super like that, because that's usually how teenage relationships end up breaking apart. Yep. All right. So that does it for Jump Card, but before we move on to Arn High School Host Club, at the begin every six months... So at the beginning of the year, yes, like today, the beginning. the beginning, we pick eight series to follow along with and check in with every week. And now that all the series that Jump is introducing are have had their first three chapters, we're going to go ahead and pick eight to follow along with. So do I go first or do you go first, Kevin? I can't ever remember. Who cares? There's a tradition. Okay. You go first, Kevin. All right. What do you want to talk about? I'm just going to say my hero and vamp a little bit longer so okay i guess we never learn because it's the most exciting thing going right now yep then i'll uh, take samurai eight from you okay well look that's fine look if you take from me i win that's the secret that means i get to go down to my lower picks yes thinking about what i'm most excited to talk about each week i have to pick demon slayer next gotcha i'm gonna do act age i'm really interested in this next arc and the series has really picked me once we finally started at an arc and have stuck with it. All right, I'm going to go with One Piece then, even though we've been down on it lately. It's always one of my favorite serades, so yeah, well, it should be in the the rotation. We have been down on One Piece compared to other One Piece. Now, I mean, yes, compared to some of these other manga, but we're like, oh, One Piece isn't super great right now. Still usually breaking the top half yeah. every week. Yeah. And now the hard one. Yeah. I know you want to pick Mitama. Can I pick what that to strike from the record? Because if we're doing that, <laughs> I'm picking a gravity. Pick me? Can you yeah. can you veto? <laughs> I'm gonna pick Guardian of the Witch. <laughs> See the, again, I win. <laughs> yes, it seems really interesting. So I really want to see where it goes. I think I'm going to pick Doctor Stone for the last one. Okay, because we're on a new spot. It's been pretty exciting to read lately. Yeah, and I'm gonna spring a surprise on you. We know we never learn. Days are numbered. Okay. So why don't you pick what will replace We Never Learn should it end before in the next six months, which I expect it will. Yes. I say we keep talking about Zipman. Okay. So that'll be our backup? Yeah. Even though we've been a little bit down on this arc in particular, the series still grabbed us as a whole. So I really hope it pulls up. Yeah. I'm hoping this next arc will be more interesting because, I mean, we've had arcs where we're not huge fans of it compared to some of the other stuff. So it's like, I like the first one, not so much this one. Maybe I'll like the next one. I'm still really interested in the villains, like, you know, evil Optimus Prime and giant demon baby. (laughs) 
and Tyrannosaurus Rex. The axis of evil right there. That's yeah. what they are. All right. So that will do it for Shonen Jump this week. We are going to talk about Orin High School Host Club, Volume 2, after the break. So we read Orin High School Host Club this week. Kevin, what did you think of Volume 2? Still not for me. <laughs> yeah, me too. There's one story in here I actually really liked. Yeah, it, it's not like... I'm not saying everything was bad, but there was a lot of stuff where I was like... So it's supposed to be kind of have this romantic comedy thing, and I feel like a lot of it falls flat, to yeah. me at least. I definitely agree with you. Part of it, I think, is that Haruhi, the main character, is still just flat as a board. Yeah, and I think notably they have the like character poll rankings in the back, and she does not rank. Yes, she does not place. But I don't particularly like her chemistry with any of the male characters either. Even if they have more personality, they all seem weirdly like they're using her. Yes, some of them explicitly so. I'm referring to the twins who are like literally you are our toy to have fun with. Yeah. Uh, like they actually say that to her face, I believe. I did like the script joke, as, yeah. as terrible as in reality as that chapter is. I did really like that turn, that reveal about the entire chapter there. No, that was that was pretty funny, but overall, I just I get this feeling of so I end up comparing this to We Never Learn, which is another as do I romantic comedy thing. Admittedly, a very good one, and so well, I was gonna say admittedly. We Never Learn is focused on the girls versus, obviously, Orin High School Host Club is fo- focused on the guys. Certainly. Um, but the main thing that I think works isn't just the fact that it's like, oh, they're girls, so I like the stuff about them. You know, like, I'm into girls, therefore, I like the girls one better. It's that Yu-Gi-Oh! interacts with the girls in these romantic comedy situations much better than Haruhi does. Like, he blushes... He gets, you know, flustered. He He's, wants to be there. Yes. Versus Haruhi is just kind of like, I just like am forced into this and this is like indentured servitude to pay off this vase. And that's really it. She doesn't feel like she wants to be there. Honestly, it felt like in some chapters she wasn't. Like, I know that she was, but. The beach, is the beach chapter the one you're, I guess it's not a beach. It's like a water park. Yeah, it feels like she basically, actually that one, she actually has the moment with the tall silent dude. Yeah, in the second half. But there's like tons of things where it's like, no, it's like all about the guys. Like, okay, but like besides the king, none of the like they seem interested in her, but like they barely mention her in all, like most of the chapter. So it just seems a lot of okay. But if you're having this romantic comedy, shouldn't she be a part of it? Yeah, and I think that really is the problem. Some of the it's also, I think there's a formatting problem with this because it was published monthly, so they're much longer chapters. Yeah. And I don't want to say they're one gag per chapter because that's not true, but they're written in such a way that each, like the premises are the gags more than there being a bunch of gags in them. Yeah. And sometimes those really land, but even when they do, it's not a huge like page to joke payoff is not great. Yeah. There's definitely that. It, it 
you're right. It does feel like it's like, all right. So like, I liked one page out of the 30 or 40 in this chapter. It's not great. Yeah. One of the chapters is about the twins breaking up. Seems like the wrong and right word at the same time. Yes. And getting in a fight. And Haruhi's finally like, I'll invite you to my place if you make up. No, she says specifically, if you don't make up, I'll never invite you to their place. And they both turn to her and go, so that means you'll invite us if we do make up? Yeah, and like it turns out they had a script for their fight, and it was all a ploy. Yeah. And like that genuinely got a chuckle out of me. But that's the entire chapter to set that joke up. Yeah. And it wasn't super funny either. Like, it it was, you know, like, oh, that that was funny. Yeah, I'll be honest. I got a pretty good laugh from it. Okay. And I actually did like the chapter with the little kid who wanted to be an apprentice to Takami because he wants to impress this girl. Yep. I did like that moment where he was like, you idiot, you said you wanted to learn how to impress women, not a specific woman. Yeah. I can't teach you how to make her happy. You have to figure that out. Yeah. That bit was really good. And the joke at the end there is also very funny. Yeah. So I'm not saying it was horrible, but it just... It's not for me. It's not for me either. So I that's why I started by asking you, because I have, yeah, very similar energy for me, which is too bad. So also, I noticed a weird kind of like continuity error thing. So in the scene where they're doing the physical examinations, they're like, oh, no, we need to hide the fact that Haruhi's a girl. There's this whole doctor that everyone thinks is super shady and it turns out he's not actually one of part of the medical team he's just a doctor that was looking for his lost daughter in the wrong school and he was like oh i happen to be wearing my lab coat but the little kid with bun bun does bun bun kick and hits him in the head but it doesn't do anything but then later in the <laughs> like underground water park it's like oh yeah a he's a martial arts, arts champion i was like Wait, what? And that happened afterwards. Like, he did a kick that literally did nothing. It, like, tilted his head slightly to the side. It's like, you can't you can't have him be a martial arts champion who takes out seven, like, armed special... Men. Yeah, armed special forces dudes. Maybe not necessarily special forces, but, like, rescue operation people. They definitely had automatic weapons for some reason. Yes. I guess because that makes it funnier to see them drawn. I guess. And everyone knows you get a bonus to your martial arts damage when you're fighting someone armed, Kevin. <laughs> I just so that that little continuity thing bothered me. I was like, well, clearly you thought of that up for that chapter. You know, oh, I'll I'll make him a martial arts guy. Okay. What about the time when he kicked somebody earlier with the bun bun kick that did nothing? You know, it, it only works if there's darkness in your heart, Kevin. I guess. He was actually a good person, just looking for his daughter. Well, the the rescue guys weren't bad either. They had automatic weapons. Yes, but they were... <laughs> they had automatic rescue weapons. Well, they were basically told that somebody had been kidnapped. <laughs> yes, that's true. Because the one well, guy was like, oh, wait, I told like I screwed up telling them the information and forgot to tell them about the other people down here. So they were like, hey, you... Because, I mean, they, it's not like they shot them. They are just like, hey, you dropped the girl. Because they thought, oh, no, that's the person we're looking for. Yeah. Definitely right about that. I don't know. I wish I liked it more. There are bits of it that I really like. I oddly really like the backup in this. Yeah. Which was a, a they had chapter she'd written earlier. <laughs> so I like the creator, but yeah, th- something about this batch of characters, it doesn't click, I don't think. Although, you know, it clicked enough to go for 18 chapters or whatever. So maybe if I was a 14-year-old girl, I'd be way more into it. Yeah, so it just it's not for me. I'm not saying that it's bad. It just it 
especially with something like comedy that ends up usually being extremely subjective. And it's like, it's also shoujo about pretty boys. And so I'm like, I'm not super into the character designs or anything like that. So I'm like, it's just, it's not for me. There are definitely some cheesecakes flash pages where I was like, well, imagine the we never learn version of this and pretend it's here. Yeah. Like, it's like, I, I, I get why somebody could like it, but I don't understand it, I guess is what I'm trying to say with that. Okay. Anything else you want to say about Orin High School Host Club? Not really. Okay, then. All that leaves is personality power level. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality power level is the segment where we rank manga characters from best to worst. At top is... At top? At top. At top. Is Uzumaki Naruto. At bottom is the person who's not Yamcha from that time I got reincarnated as Yamcha. And dead in the center, we have Maka from Soul Eater. I don't see think Haruhi moves at all. No. Nothing changed. She didn't get worse, at least, but yeah. that would have been difficult. <laughs> who do you want to rank? I think Takami, who is the the prince of the club, makes the most sense. He's the king, please. Uh, you're right. How could I ever? I um, literally couldn't remember his name. I just remembered him as the king. So, But yeah, the, sure, that's fine. Let me look up his last name so we can get it on here. Takami Suo. Okay. I think he's better than Haruhi on account of he has a personality. Yes. I think kind of a ceiling for him is Yuiga, a character from a much better harem anime. Yes, I like Yuiga a lot more. How do we think he compares to Cypher from Cypher? I like Cypher more, too, because it seems like Cypher has more depth than, like, to me at least, it seems like he's just, I'm the pretty boy who's in love with Haruhi and is extremely jealous of anyone else getting popularity, and that's basically it. It hurts my soul to say this, but I think he's better than Sora from the Kingdom Hearts manga. The manga? Sure. Yeah, let's go with that. I I felt like Sora was kind of nothing in the manga. Yeah, and that's my point. Takami isn't nothing. And that's why, like I said, because yes. that's my boy Sora, but in the manga, he was nothing. So Hey, I had the same thing with Momonga for Overlord, where I'm like, man, I actually like really like this character, and he sucks in this. So Kamisua will go... At number 50, above Sora and below Roy Rang, a.k.a. Cypher from Cypher. All right, that will do it for this week, so I'm pretty sure this is the shortest episode ever. Probably. Next week, it's going to be Leap Day. Happy Leap Day, everybody. Yay! And we are going to be reading Bakuman Volume 2, because a thing we wanted to try this year, and then January happened to me, yep. is to follow along with a series each of us would pick and just read a volume of that every month. And Kevin and I both were both going to pick Bakuman, but Kevin technically beat me to it. Yes. So we'll be reading manga about manga all year, and hopefully it continues to be good, and we're not crying about our choices in two months. Yep. Well, we can always change if we really need to, but besides being extremely interested in Bakuman, one of the other reasons I was interested in calling it is it's not a ton of volumes. It's not like, let's read through all of One Piece and go through all, what, 60? Oh, it's more than that, my friend. I I th- they're close to volume 100. Oh, yeah, that's right, because they're almost at chapter 1,000. But, yeah, going through something like that and being like, oh, we're going to be doing this for the next six years. We could always just call it at the end of the year, too. And yeah. And pick new things there. The latest volume of One Piece is 95 at time of recording. There you go. It's called Odin's Adventure. So, in English, though, you can only get through 93 currently. That makes sense. Anyway, that will do it for us this week. 
Our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistfight by Tom W. Emmerich. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. www.lastpodcast.com is our website where you can join our Discord if you want to hear Zach talk about girls in Panzer. Or, I don't know, we must have talked about something else this week. But that's the most anime manga-ish thing, I think. Yeah www.patreon.com slash lastpodcast is our Patreon if you want to throw us some money, and two people did this week, so thank you very much to them. I don't think either of you listen to this show, but thank you if you do. Yeah. All right. Anything you want to plug, Kevin? Not this week. All right. See you guys next week. Happy Leap Day. Gotta stop, don't you know, subliminal.